She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Okay, I'm ready. Um, How to be a good writer, according to J.K. Rowling. Oh my god, I'm going to piss myself. Stop! (laughs) This whole book is pointless. This whole book is pointless. But Dumbledore can be yeeted into the sun, for all we care. I really hope this is no one's first episode, because we are a shit show today. (laughs) But our first Mine, we are Captain Planet. Hi. Hi. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so usually we don't get to see each other twice in a week. It's good I, to see your face. I know, I know, right? Twice in one week. We and had I see a, that you are still lying with your Hufflepuff t shirt. It's not a lie. Mm. It's what's in my soul. Mm. We had a mm. secret clandestine meeting yesterday. We did. We had a secret <laughs> clandestine meeting yesterday. <laughs> we confirmed um, our first two books for season two with yeah. our super secret secret scroll special guest. Right. Um, we worked out the final details with mm-hmm. him. Uh, he seems pretty excited. I think we're pretty excited. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I can speak for myself. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, and I I think uh, follow us on social media. We'll be posting um, what's coming up for season two in general, but also we will reveal our secret guest and let you know more about him and uh, his podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be coming up on our social media. We're on. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. YouTube. Um, we Twitter, use YouTube. kind of. I got to yeah. get better about that. We, <laughs> our, our tweets are basically just forwards from our Instagram. Um, we got to get, I got to get better at it. I yeah. Anyway. But. I can only keep track of one app at a time and I, Instagram is what I've picked. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's I'm too, too much. old for this. <laughs> so this week. We are covering. Yeah. The last three Harry Potter books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do my PSA <laughs> I did last week again for you fuckers. <laughs> Molly, do not call our fans fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Forkers, then. Um, <laughs> Muggles, is that better? Uh, I think that in our fandom, I'm the only one that's a muggle. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, just a quick reminder uh, these are really big ass books. You guys know yeah. this. Um, there's a lot happens in each book. Mm-hmm. We cannot mm-hmm. talk about everything that happens. No, in these we books. can't. We there can't. is just no bloody way. No. So um, I did my best to narrow down these books into 10 and under questions. Yeah. So if you have questions for us, guys, you know the deal. Right. Hit us up on socials. Email us at bookbestiespod yeah. at gmail.com. You yeah. know how to get a hold of us if you have real qu- if you have questions we didn't answer. Well, and we have been posting some uh, like discussion questions sort of about mm-hmm. Harry Potter on social media. And we've gotten some really good engagement on there. Um, like if you're interested in sharing what your house is, um, 
and things like that. Definitely any of that stuff that you, you know, post to social media, tag us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'd love to, absolutely. we'd love to like respond. See it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you don't all have to hate Harry Potter like me. It's fine. It's fine. But without further out, without further ado, mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Let's start yeah. with this monstrosity of a book. I don't think I realized the cover was blue for that one. I, I for um, some reason I thought the cover was like an orangey color. I feel like it should be an orange color because Phoenix. Phoenix. I know it's disconcerting. So yeah. this book is where things turn dark, right, gang? This is the book mm. where life kind of starts getting harder. I don't agree with you that this is the place where the book turns, where the books turn dark, though. But um, I don't agree but, with that. This is my least favorite book. I want to start with saying that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, it yeah. is eight hundred and seventy pages long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eight hundred and seventy pages, which makes mm-hmm. it the longest of the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And makes you want to dig your eyes out. What did you, before we start, what did you think of this book? Where is it on your ranking of the Harry Potter books? Um, As throw it into, from throw it into the fire that I hated it the least. um, It's definitely not at the bottom. Um, Honestly, my least favorite was, uh, well, was the first book. But of the three we're talking about today was the Half-Blood Prince. I didn't, I didn't really like that one, but. Um, it, it wasn't terrible to me because I like knowing more about the order of the Phoenix, especially because like, you know, I love Molly Weasley. Molly Weasley. The Weasleys are amazing. Anything about her is great. Um, Sirius Black is another favorite character of mine. So I definitely enjoyed more about him in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it was nice to see wizards who were wizards and witches who were established, who weren't in Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was nice for Harry. In the real world. That. In yeah. the real world. Yeah. 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 Um, because we don't really get that. Like most of the wizards that we see are at Hogwarts. So I think yeah. it was nice to see. We're, other we're ones. seeing children and it's nice to see the grownups. Right. right. Yes, well, and, sure. and, and grownups that aren't McGonagall and Dumbledore, even though I love McGonagall, like, but Dumbledore can be yeeted into the sun for all we care. <laughs> well, he's, he's dead. So it's all, it's fine. He doesn't have to be yeeted. Depends on where you are in the books. Well, yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. He's not um, dead at this point. So, yeah. Um, so let's start at the very beginning. All right. Harry's in a terrible mood. No one's written him. He's yeah. stuck at the Dursleys. He, he's a moody teenager. He's a fucking moody teenager. Mm. And then he and Dudley get attacked by Dementors, right? Yeah. He fights them off. And he gets a letter and he's expelled from Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he gets expelled. He gets help from his magical family, but everyone is cagey around him. Yeah. I mean, he feels hopeless. This right. book starts off, I think, me, I think this book starts off dark. What do you think of the new direction these books are heading from here on out? I mean, I actually don't think this is where the books turn dark. Like, I think okay. the first uh, actual, like, appearance of the darkness is, like, is is it starts in Prisoner of Azkaban. And it mm-hmm. starts building from there. And I actually think the climax of the darkness, like, okay, now we are going dark, is when Cedric dies. Um, yeah. So this book, starting dark, makes sense because the previous book Cedric ended dies. dark. Right. Right. Um, it really changed Terry. 
Right. Right. And I that's think, part I, of the moodiness that we're getting of Harry here. Right. And I think at this point, Harry's 16. Is that right? Is he 16? No, yeah, he's 15, that's 15. 15. 15. Um, Almost so, 16. His birthday's like right before school starts. No, because he's 17 in the last book because they're an adult as a wizard at 17. So he's so almost he's, 15. He's almost 15. So I think it makes sense that it starts getting dark here because this is definitely a transition to YA uh, mm-hmm. from being children's books. Um, so it makes sense that it would go a little darker. Um, also, the, I mean, the storyline in general is a dark storyline, right? Yeah. It's it's like this guy tried to kill a baby. Like, that's yeah. pretty freaking dark. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but I do like the direction of being darker. I mean, to me, that's better than... than well, it shows the books are maturing with his its audience, right? Right. The, books, the kids that were reading these, the intended audience when they were reading these, these books grew up they grew up with these books they right. were literally maturing as these books came out right so right. it makes sense that jk would write them right a little bit mature each time to the pinnacle of the end right. of this book right and I, and i think that was probably her intention was that like because she was releasing a book a year like you mm-hmm. grew up with harry potter yeah. i didn't read these until i was an adult so i didn't grow up with harry potter but um, i didn't have that experience either because i was right. almost i was 17 18 you know right. like but in some ways you still but in some ways you still did because <clears throat> you were reading them when they weren't all released right right like not, not right. all of them were out yet right so. and i wasn't like a full mature grown-up like right i didn't have my shit together i mean when i read the first one they weren't all out but um i mean they weren't even near all out but i didn't right. like it so i never you know right continued on right um, so we get to the black house for the first time and finally meet creature. He's not like the other house elves we've met before. What do you think of things, the things going on there and, um, their, this being their hideout, the black house. All right. This to me is a major plot hole. This really bothers okay. me that the black house household is the hiding place, place of, for the order of the Phoenix. Well, and then in later, uh, in uh, the final book, Deathly Hollows, that, Hollows. that the yeah. trio would hide out there. Okay, this is why this doesn't make sense to me. First of all, I understand that Sirius was not uh, a Death Eater, but his brother was, and his entire family were supporters. Uh, they were all Slytherin, and they were all supporters of Voldemort, and they didn't want uh, mudbloods or muggles, right. muggle-born. Um, so... How does the death? How do the Death Eaters not fucking know where their house is? Like I, you can't just put a spell on it and make the like geolocation it. disappear. Well, like they, like they would know it's in this vicinity. Like the fuck. I mean, I can't argue that. All I'm going to say is that they did spells to make it disappear. Which okay, but they would still know it was there, right? But if you don't have if they've made the protection spell against you not to be able to access it, then all you can do is sit outside and hope you see somebody come in or out. And how and would that's you what not? happens. And that's what happens in Deathly Hollows, right? Is the trio, golden trio gets followed mm-hmm. back and that's mm-hmm. how their fucking mm-hmm. shit gets blown up. Anyway, right. But that's away my from point. Deathly Hollows. Away but, from Deathly Hollows. But that's my point. This is a terrible hiding space. This is the first your- time, but that's the first time it ever happens. It's fucking weird. Yeah. That's a, it's a bad choice. Like, it's a bad choice, man. It's a, it gets one of these from me. Bad choice. We're also, in this book, introduced mm-hmm. to the most hated character in the whole fandom. That bitch. 
Dolores motherfucking Umbridge. That bitch. Did you find her climb in power at Hogwarts throughout the book interesting? Did you enjoy this part of the storyline? She's pure evil in a pink cardigan. That's what's Facts. happening. Facts. Um, so to me, this is, she is a better representation of like what real evil is. Yes. Because um, Voldemort is the monster. I mean, I know he's yes. not really a monster, although he kind of is. But he's like a monster, right? So he's the scary thing that lives under your bed. He's the, the thing that you tell your kids to be afraid of. What you really need to be afraid of is people like Dolores Umbridge. Women in pink cardigans. Well, I wear pink cardigans, so not all of us are like that. But you need to be afraid of people like her because she is intentionally evil. And like she smiles while she does it. Yes! It's disgusting. She calls those Dementors to attack Harry and his cousin. Like, she's evil. She's evil. She, I mean, she, her detentions are cruel. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the writing lines isn't just writing lines with right. her. Right. Um, she keeps instituting new rules that exclude people right. unlike her. Right. Um, I mean, she cuts Quidditch out for Harry. She right. literally removes him from the only thing he loves at that school. And, and yeah. And the thing is about her, that really bothers me in this series is that there's never any sort of um, true wrap up to her story. She right. just gets to keep living and being the bitch that she is. I really, really, really wanted Hagrid's brother to eat her whole. Just like to swallow well, that bitch. Somebody to kill her. Like, honestly, how does she, well, she makes it to the um, end. Like well, she still exists. Have horses. Why didn't they trample her to death? Right. Like, right. I mean, and the thing is, the thing but, is that in the, in the battle between the Death Eaters mm-hmm. and like Harry Potter, essentially, she doesn't fall in either of those. She's not a Death Eater. She's not Team Harry Potter. She's just her own little realm of chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. Chaotic well, evil, 100%. And, um, and, she, and she, the fact she gets to live at the end of the well, series, it's, it's a good moral for kids. Sometimes bad guys get away with things. Yeah. That happens in real life. You're right. You're not wrong. You're right. Um, But she is, I understand why people hate her more than Voldemort. Because (laughs) Voldemort was evil for the sense of, for having power. Like he was power hungry. He wanted to be the greatest wizard of all time. Right. She's just a bitch. Like she's just a bitch. She feels like what she wants and what she's, obtaining in what she's doing is right Mm -hmm. everybody that goes against her is wrong bad and evil and like harry like it just i don't know but i mean like that's what it's like when you're somebody that lives so thoroughly for the law yeah you know what i mean when you live so thoroughly for the law that you can't stand it when someone deviates a lawful evil yeah she's She's very, yeah, she's evil. Um, and, and that's, like, I did like that scene in the movie where they just kept, like, adding more rules to the wall. And you could see, like, what's the squib's name? What's his name? Um, oh, shit. The the groundskeeper. Yeah, I can't think of his name. And his cat, Mrs. Norris. Yeah, what the and, hell's his name? Um, but anyway, he kept, like, he would, like, have to climb on a higher ladder each time to, like, hang another... Um, another uh rule and i think like that to me that was like yeah 
That made sense. Filch. Filch, that's Filch. right. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I was blanking. So, but yeah. because of her, Defense of the because of the way she's teaching, um, mm-hmm. Defense of the Dark Arts has become book-based for the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Harry and the tree, the gang find another way to practice. And mm-hmm. we get the Room of Requirements out of it. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the Room of Requirement? And did you, what did you think of Dumbledore's Army? Okay, so here is an example of where I think J.K. Rowling actually plotted something out. Like, in the last episode when we talked about this, I said I don't think she has enough forethought to right. make these plans. So this, start, the Room of Requirement starts as this, like, one simple sentence where Dumbledore tells Harry that he once found a room full of chamber pots when he needed to use the restroom, right? Right. In a bathroom, he just found a room of chamber pots. And then we fast forward to, in this book, it, it becomes the room of requirement, becomes the place where they practice uh, for the DA. My biggest problem with that is, like, if the room is always in the same place, like, that everyone can find it, so how is it really, like, a hidden room? But, um Whatever. I think it makes sense that there are these hidden rooms in Hogwarts. Like, it's a magical school. Um, But I like the DA. I like that they cleverly name themselves Dumbledore's Army because part of of this book is that the Minister of Magic thinks that Dumbledore will (laughs) create an army of students and plot against him. And, well, the students end up doing it themselves. And then it ends up being, at the end of the book, when they're caught... Yeah, it's it's Dumbledore that can be blamed because they're named after him. So that makes sense. Um, Harry is a much better teacher than like half the people at Hogwarts. So I don't understand why he's just not like everybody's he's teacher. Emulating, but I feel like Harry's trying to pick up the slack where Lupin left. Yeah, and he's, he's a lot to, like Lupin. Mm-hmm. And they did this. Okay, so in the movie they did this thing where mm-hmm. he started wearing. And dressing like more like Lupin after Lupin left as a teacher. They mm, had I didn't notice wear, that, but yeah, that makes they sense. They had him wear cardigans without the buttons buttoned. The way he wore his robes, the way, like, he yeah. definitely emulated Lupin. Yeah. Um, I my, I have a beef with this book versus movie be, when it comes to room requirement. They, again, omit how important Dobby is, mm-hmm. right? Dobby provided the room to Harry. Not Neville, which I'm glad they made Neville's storyline pop in the movies, but his original storyline is great. Yeah. Why do we have to change it? Right. They didn't bring in enough of his original storyline. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand you want to keep Neville relevant in the movies without Mm -hmm. giving us his full backstory, but it's bullshit. Like, Dobby did that. Dobby did a lot of things that these other fuckers didn't do. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought that the DA itself, I liked watching them like learn together. Um, yeah. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Like right. the school literally has banned them from learning the things that they literally need to know. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know about how to turn into a cat. Like, no, not everybody's going to be doing that. But I really do need to know how to fight evil. Like, <laughs> there's bad guys outside constantly. Right. Right. Um, right. And so inside also in this, because we saw Snape there. Um, yeah. Also in this book, 
Harry's still having visions of Voldemort, and they're mm-hmm. seeming to get worse. Yeah. Um, he actually pre-sees Arthur Weasley's attack. Right. And this leads Harry to having oculumency mm-hmm. lessons with Snape, with both with which both of them end up hating. Right. What did you think about all this? These two characters being forced together in these scenes. Like, I don't feel like Snape was the right person to do this. Like, it makes more sense that Dumbledore would have been the one to tutor him in this. Dumbledore made him do it. I know. But I think that the reason that Rowling made the the choice to have Mm -hmm. Snape and um, Harry do this together is so we can get the scene where we learn what it was like for Severus when he was in school and how James Mm -hmm. Potter... And Sirius Black. Was an asshole. They were not nice to him. No. Um, And I think we needed to see that interaction. And so, you know, she's just not smart enough to figure out another way to write it. So, you know, that that was the only way. It doesn't make it like. And man, poor Harry. He's witnessing his dad be a bully. Yeah. What kind of, you know, that's a position you don't want to be in as a child. No, you don't. And it doesn't get any better when he. Like in, I'm sorry to fast forward to Deathly Hollows, but yeah. when he in Deathly Hollows, when we get like the full story about how Severus knew Lily from childhood, that doesn't make it more appealing that that he was being bullied. Like it makes it worse. And also, yeah. and also, the way that the houses are at this time, the bullies are all Slytherin. Like right. that's where the bullies are. Right. They're and and they're not they're not brave. They're not kind. They when they are challenged, like when anyone rises against Draco, he's like, oh, don't hit me. You know, like he's such a little bitch. Yeah. Bitch. So like the fact that Severus even took it at all, like, that's pretty amazing. But yeah. um I don't I don't like his character. I know everybody's like, he's redeeming, he the always thing. I don't care about that. To me, he was he was bad the whole time. Like I don't yeah. think he was ever a good teacher for Harry. I I want to talk about this in Deathly Hollows. Okay. Um because I have a lot of opinions about Snape and the redemption okay. arc. So, yeah, um I have a lot of opinions on it too. <laughs> um, it's a good start on where we're heading. Yeah. Um I didn't like the occupancy lessons. No, I didn't either. Dumbledore Knew very well Harry wasn't going to listen to Snape. And Dumbledore knew very well that fucking Snape was going to treat Harry like trash. That gets a... Because... Because... Dumbledore fucking knows better. Mm-hmm. He is watching everything. He fucking knows everything that's going on. Right. It. He is not going to repair the relationship by forcing them together. Mm-hmm. It is just... Bullshit. But I moving think, on. But I think. <laughs> but I think Dumbledore used Snape just like he used Harry. Always. Everybody is a pawn in whatever game Dumbledore has. Period. And let's be honest, a better private tutor for him, if it wasn't going to be Dumbledore himself, would have been McGonagall. Fucking. He knows where Lupin is. Right. He could have had Lupin hiding in the. He could have. He could have had fucking Sirius do it. Like. Anyways, there anybody, anybody would have been a better option. You can't tell me he was the best at that. That he, That's why he needed to do it. No, fuck that. Fuck it. So, by Christmas break, uh, we've seen Arthur's attack. Mm-hmm. Arthur's in the hospital. And while Arthur's in the hospital, the kids are wandering around. Mm-hmm. And they stumble across Neville. Oh. 
the long bottoms. Long bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn about the tragedy that happens to the long bottoms in this book. Mm-hmm. Did you like this storyline? Does it make you look at Neville differently? Um, I think it under you understand him a little bit better. Um, yeah, uh, it would. Uh, it definitely explains his fear of Snape, in my opinion, because yeah. like Death Eaters. I know it was Bellatrix that did this to his right, but parents. Snape's definitely tied to he's that a, crew. He's a Death Eater. Yeah. Um, and so you know, like I feel like that makes sense to me that he would be 100%. terrified of him. Yes. Um, and like I had this conversation with Tom in the car today because we were talking about like who's how what house James and Sam would be in, and I said I James to me could be a Gryffindor or he could be a, a Ravenclaw, and Tom mm-hmm. was like, "You think that James is brave?" And I was like, "I absolutely think he's brave," and the reason is the same reason that Neville is in uh, Gryffindor. To me, it is brave to know what's right and have to fight to stand up for that, even when you're uh, terrified of doing that. And well, to me, that's what Neville does. Like, he knows what Snape and the Death Eaters are doing is wrong. So, he's, just, he's working at, he, he works up to being brave enough right. to stop it. You so, know? Um, I saw this TikTok, and if I can find it, I'll post it in stories with this episode. Okay. So, um, this TikToker says, that Neville was almost so. There's a name for it, and I can't remember the name. I'll put it in the notes. Okay. It is um, wizards that are born magical that choose not to use their magic. There's a whole. Oh. There's a whole group of them. Like sort and of like Dumbledore's sister. Like Dumbledore's sister. It's the opposite of squibs, right? Okay. They're maybe born can, in, but they maybe choose I can not Google to. It real quick. Um, but her story, her explanation of this is, and this is backed by. Stuff written by J.K. on Pottermore. Anyway, Neville almost didn't go to Hogwarts because of how much he feared magic because of what magic did to his parents. So when they put the hat on him, the hat saw how much bravery it took for him to even step into those walls. That makes him a Gryffindor. That is what makes Neville so brave. He he wakes up every day and chooses to be a part of a world that destroyed his parents. Yeah. And that makes him the bravest character, this woman says. And I cannot disagree. Just because he's not physically fighting someone, but instead battling this mental freaking war in his head is fantastic. He is, it is a fantastic character that needs to be mm-hmm. dived into what made yeah. way deeper i i couldn't find the answer i'll find it look, but um to me i would much rather have a story about neville than harry his character development is much more intriguing to me mm-hmm. did you know he was almost the chosen one i didn't know that when i was reading this but um i think nurse katie I- actually told me in like our group mm-hmm. chat um and then I put a link in the notes yeah, too if yeah. you saw it I did. And I'll share that link in uh, the episode notes too. I, and I read that, and like to me, his story arc is 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 better. Like yeah. he grows as a person. I don't think yeah. Harry does. To me, Harry is like the kind of person that's like YOLO. Like he finds out he's a wizard. He's and, a like, true Gryffindor. Like, he yeah. is jumping off a tower yeah. and hoping somebody catches him. Right. right. But to me, that doesn't necessarily make you brave. That it doesn't necessarily. It makes you courageous, but stupid. Yeah. And that is 95% of the 
the Gryffindor house. Like it's gonna make and you. Most a, Gryffindors will tell you that <laughs> it's gonna make you like famous on YouTube because you're a jackass. But no, but it doesn't. It's not brave. And and like, all right. So there are other books where we have the chosen one isn't as likable of a character. And so I'm gonna use my favorite series, which we're actually gonna talk about in season two of the pod, um, which is uh, the Hunger Games. Yes, Katniss is not the likable hero. Peta is. It Peta like Katniss, but I'm also snarky and bristly like she is. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think authors always choose the best character to be the hero. I think like uh-huh. it's, you know it's their storyline and maybe their character doesn't develop as well. I mean here with with Katniss she does grow as a character for sure, mm-hmm. but the better the the more equipped natural hero is Peta. Like, yeah. it's just who he is as a person. And I feel like that with Neville, too. Like, Harry's just like, all right, I'll just go and have, I'll just YOLO, right? Right. But ne- but Neville, Neville grows. He becomes a, a real person, you know? And I think the reason Neville wasn't the chosen one is Neville is very skittish, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have made, he doesn't make friends as easily as Harry does. So mm-hmm. we wouldn't have gotten the golden treato. We would not have gotten the people yeah. that help Harry along the way. He, Neville would have bit, carried this burden on his own, but and I don't think it would have ended well, you know, but maybe, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't be like that because that's the character we know because of the situation that happened. To right. Him. That's true. But I mean, like the article you posted. Maybe which, there's fanfic out there and we're just missing it. If you know about this fanfic, like I'm sure there is. It. I'm not a reader of fanfic, but I'm sure there is. But the truth is that if his parents died instead of being in a mental hospital where they're basically catatonic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're insane. How- yeah. Bellatrix how, literally drove them insane. Yeah. How would his life be different? Would his grandma have still raised him? Or would he need to hide from Voldemort and his grandma couldn't have raised him? So the story would just be different. Like, it, yeah. it, it, Neville wouldn't be Neville. You know what right. I mean? It's... And I feel like if that were the case, that Harry would, um, even though both his parents were Gryffindor, I see that Harry would have gone Slytherin. I think Harry would have be more Draco like, yes. Yes. I think Harry would be more Draco esque. Because if. his dad was kind of a dick. His dad was a always a dick. Yeah. It's just you know who kept him in check was his wife. Right. So this you know, right. Lily Potter kept him in check. I had only- I had somebody once tell me that they think and maybe it was I don't think it was you or Katie, but um, that you don't actually become a Gryffindor. Like the, the, the sorting hat doesn't make you a Gryffindor. You choose that. Yes. Which is why, which is why Harry could be a Gryffindors Slytherin. pick Gryffindor. Right. The other houses are selected. Right. Like, like, it's uh, a Hermione thing. could be a Ravenclaw. Ron could be a Hufflepuff. They chose Gryffindor. Yeah. And maybe that makes you brave to choose that. But then think of what that it's means also for- also cocky, man. I know who I fucking am. But think, but think of what that means for someone like Neville, who chooses right. Gryffindor, even though you don't necessarily feel that bravery. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I feel like we just went really deep there, and I'm not sure that... I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. But you need a snarky comment, so I'm going to give you one. Um, (laughs) I don't think... I think the discussion we're having right now is not the deep level that J.K. It's not a level that J.K. Rowling ever gets in this book. She's not deep enough for it. It was definitely something we, as readers, pulled out of this story. Right, right, right. The fandom did this, so... Yes. Okay. I understand the the fandom a little bit better, but... I'm still not one of you. But. That's okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Hagrid is missing for quite a while. Mm-hmm. We later learn it's because he was doing work for Dumbledore trying to get the giants prepared. Mm. Um, he finds out he has a little brother in this journey. A big brother who's little. <laughs> yeah, His younger big brother. Younger brother. His big little. Yeah. Um, that's what I call Jesse, actually. Because... She's much taller than me. Yeah. All three of my brothers are taller than me. So, And she, I'm her little big. Um, Anyways, while I like this storyline, I'm not sure it's needed. What did you think? It was completely pointless. I honestly feel like this. Other than tossing uh, umbrage around. No, not needed. I honestly feel like this is an example of like being an unskilled author who has created too many characters to keep track of them. Like she needed something for Hagrid to be doing, but he wasn't needed in the story that she was creating. So she just was like, Oh, he's on a side quest. Right. Like, no, (laughs) but the problem is he's not a character that people wouldn't notice was missing. So if you don't write, if you don't write a story for, uh, say, um, lavender Brown, lavender Brown, nobody Nobody notices. no, I was thinking of Seamus. Um, Finnegan? Yeah. Nobody notices them. Um, But Hagrid's one that... Because they're D-level characters, right? Right. Right. But Hagrid's one that people are going to be like, the fuck? Where's Hagrid? So you have to give him some sort of side quest. But no, it was pointless. It was pointless. Right. Um, At the Ministry, at the end of the book, Mm -hmm. we're at the Ministry of Magic, Mm -hmm. the Order of the Phoenix and Dumbledore's Armley fight Baltimore and the Death Mm -hmm. Eaters. Mm Mm-hmm. Sirius Black dies. Oh, mm-hmm. As a reader, you're sad for Harry. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was a necessary death for the storyline to move on? So I want to start by saying that his Sirius's death was the first time that I had an emotional reaction to the series that wasn't anger. <laughs> I cried. Um, when he died, we were, we were listening to it as an audiobook, husband and I were. And when he died, I said... <gasps> Did Sirius Black just die? And Tom was I had like, "Re-listen to it three times." Yeah, and I was I like, "Process it." Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Sirius Black just died. What? And I cried. And um, the the truth is, there needed to be a character's death that was core to the story. Cedric's story it was not core. You don't mm. you don't meet Cedric. I mean, I guess he's sort of in very slightly Azkaban. Is he in Azkaban? But he's in his, two books. His main his main story arc is in um goblet of fire goblet of fire and then the book before that whatever the fuck it is i think it's azkaban but um but uh you needed someone central to the story to die um and i guess i'd rather have it be serious black than one of the weasleys but um it's really that's a hard death for i think so many characters in this world well he ties everyone together he ties Mm -hmm. the old guard together right Mm -hmm. he was he had a redemption arc with the mm-hmm. Order of the Phoenix. He right. was 
He first was the reason for Lily and James's death. Then, oh my god, he wasn't the reason. My. He was true, their true friend all along. But now, no. oh no, the ministry and Voldemort are after him. We have to protect right. him. Oh, it, so, and then like, oh my god, right. he's Harry's godfather. It's it just... Right. And this death... I, it had to happen. Right. As a writer, I agree. it had to happen. I Harry... I mean, Harry had plenty of motivation, mm-hmm. like, and he was already angry, mm-hmm. but this really was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have to do something now. Well, and I feel like Sirius was like his mentor, right? I mean, I know in some ways Lupin was because he was his teacher and in some ways Dumbledore was because, you know, whatever. Yeah. But with Sirius, he's not a teacher. He's not related to Hogwarts. He's the only person in the magic world yeah. who is helping him with magic and life. Now, yeah. the Weasleys help him with life. They don't help him with magic. But Sirius did. He helped him discover who he was. He made him know more about his parents. Yeah. Um, it made him feel more connected to his family in a way absolutely. that the never did. Absolutely. And his death, it was needed. It was needed. Um, it didn't make me any less sad, but it was definitely a death that was needed in this story. 100%. Um, yeah. Um, so before we jump into movie versus book, Can I have I, one more question. Sure. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Because I had something about his death I wanted to share. But go ahead. So share that. Share it. Share it. So I want to say that my favorite part of this book is actually something that Neville does. Um, when Harry – Harry has never told Neville that Sirius has come – like, he's not a bad guy. Right. Like, he's – my godfather, he's a good guy. He's never told him that. No. But Harry, and he never tells Luna that either, but Harry goes to Luna and Neville and says, hey, we've got to go save Sirius Black. And they're like, I'm in. Because they're, that is loyalty right there. 100%. That is why I like Neville, because he doesn't know why we need to save Sirius Black. He just knows that his friend needs help, and he's going to go do it. And that just shows, okay, the movies show this big divide in the houses. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I, and the books do too a little bit, but I'm going to want to tie right here for a second. So rabbit hole with Molly real quick. <laughs> um, in the movies, the Patil twins are in the same house. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the, in the books, they are separated. Mm-hmm. The houses intermingle a lot in the books. Right. You can find a Hufflepuff in the Gryffindor common room. You right. can find a Ravenclaw in the Slytherin common room. Right. It is very common for these houses to blend even when the there's because there's a core group of assholes of right. in slytherin but there's people that support the death eaters in ravenclaw in gryffindor there is right. a handful of them in right. those that believe there should only be true-blooded people in this and right luna's the only one they show this with mm-hmm. right and it's bullshit because The unity, we only get the unity of the two schools, Mm -hmm. of the school, at the end in the movie. Right. And you don't get to see that they've been building this bond for fucking seven books. This is the reason these kids all bound together to protect Hogwarts. It wasn't because McGonagall, I mean, McGonagall's a great leader, but it wasn't because McGonagall said so. It was because they were already friends. Right. Yeah, uh, so the school that I work at Sorry now, about the rabbit hole, guys. No, no, no. The school that I work at now, they're not doing it this year, but in the past, they've had houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
they're, I mean, obviously it's like a spinoff of Harry Potter, but, mm-hmm. um, and the houses are named something different, but there is like a, there's a one that's a bravery brave and, and loyal. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. I got it's you. All that. Um, and, uh, that to me looks more like what Hogwarts did because you've got your houses, you've got your team, but it's your team within your team. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this school is our community, but within that, we all have these traits that build us together to be a stronger person and a stronger, you know, community. And I think that was the purpose of the houses, the four original creators of the Hogwarts houses. It wasn't so they could be separate. It was, this is what we believe is a positive character trait. And if all four of us, you know, when our forces combine, Captain America, our our planet, what is it? Captain Planet. Our forces combine, we are. Captain Planet. Right, right. <laughs> like, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I really loved that about Neville, that he was just like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's he's, it. it's just, he's a good egg. Um, so, yes. before we go into movie versus book, I want to hear your favorite character and your least favorite character in the book. Oh, my favorite character is Sirius Black. Um, and least favorite would be Umbridge. We meet, uh... Tonks for the first time in this book. I yeah. like Tonks. Mm. I have an issue with her She's name. She's my new favorite character. Nymphadora? I've... Yes, because I don't think J.K. Rowling knows what a nymph is. It's not <laughs> It's not kid-friendly. That's not... If you study Greek mythology and right. you know oh, what a nymph, nymph is... Yeah. Oh, I know. A nymph in um, general. Wood nymph, sea nymph, any kind of fucking yeah, nymph. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not... They're not um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But I like Tonks. Um, and obviously, Umbridge is the worst. So, yeah, moving 100%. on. So, book versus movie. A few things that I have written down. Um, Mundungus Fletcher is omitted completely from his the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they never mention the reason for Sirius's death. And mm-hmm. the reason everyone knows where Sirius is is because Creature told... Mm-hmm. Bellatrix. Bellatrix, which mm. he's, the, that betrayal is a really big driving point in the book, and he mm. definitely should have been part of the movie. Um, the person that betrayed the DA was not Cho Chang. No, it was her friend. It was her friend. Her friend that she, like, drugged there, that, like, never yeah. really wanted to be there. No. Um, we completely omit Neville's parents, which is a travesty. Which, that is a travesty of the series, for sure. Yep. Um, Madame Maxine... Is actually helping Hagrid with the Giants. We never talk about that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ferenzi is teaching divination. And this is one of my favorite parts in the right. books that got omitted. Like in the room he created, in the in the house, in the castle. It was just super cool. It was cool, but I actually like what they did with the movie when Trelawney was supposed to be fired, when she was being fired. Yes. Like I like the way that patched together liked- better. I liked, well, I liked that, um, the escalation of Umbridge versus Trelawney. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything you loved, hated about the books that you wanted in the movie? I wish they, in the movie? I wish they put Neville's parents in there, but I also, um, in that same chapter, I think it was, they, mm-hmm. uh, Gild- Gilderoy Lockhart comes back up again. We see that yes. he's actually. Oh, we meet him. Yes, we see him at, um, the, 
Hospital. Yes. He's at the hospital. Yeah. And I thought that would have been cool. Although, do you really want to pay Kenneth Branagh? He kept offering autographs. But the truth is, do you really want to pay Kenneth Branagh for like a few days of work? Probably not. Yes. So, I mean, it makes sense. It would have been hilarious to see him just signing everything. Like, I just want to see him in like a robe and like a hospital hospital gown and like slippers. Hey, you want an autograph? And his like hair is all disheveled, but he still thinks he's <laughs> he doesn't have shit. his. He doesn't have his cake makeup on. Yeah. He doesn't look. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So hey, we did better. Forty-five minutes on one book, so we've only got two left. <laughs> so next is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince, right? Um, this book. This book. A lot of shit happens. Okay. I think this is the favorite start of a book I have in all of the Harry Potter series. Most of the starts of these books, we start at the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this book because the Minister of Magic is meeting with the Muggle president, Prime Minister. This beginning was very funny. I loved this beginning so much. Yeah, yeah. This scene is funny. absent from the movies. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was a good omission, or do you think they should have warned the Muggle world in the okay, movie? Okay, so I thought it was funny to listen to it because I, you know, I did this Jim Dale audiobook. Yeah, but um, this is something that for me, like, this is another plot hole. I don't fucking understand how the Ministry of Magic meet like their building is in the middle. It of goes downtown through the picture, London. Right? It's in the middle of downtown fucking London, but somehow nobody knows it exists. Like, I get it, I get it. They like magic it or whatever, but. Fuck that because there's a whole bunch of people coming in and out of the city who's like in robes yeah i don't fucking get it like to me that's not something you can hide and to me it's it's also seems like one of those pay attention to everybody you walk by on the street when you're in a big city look the answer to that is no but let me ask you this if a hundred fucking people walk by in robes carrying wands do you notice them i mean yeah but they're scattered that's the whole point of them. They go in and... We're all going to the same building! I'm telling you, I don't think people would notice. People are more self-absorbed than that. They would notice. They would notice. They literally pop we'll into existence out of nowhere. Whatever. Fine. We'll agree to Okay, disagree. but did you think it was a good... To take it out of the movie? To keep this I mean, out? It was funny, but I don't think it was necessary necessary to, like, the core story. Okay. We meet Professor Slunkhorg for the first time in this book. Yeah. He is a collector of famous and talented. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore convinces him to return to Hogwarts to teach potions. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is a trick so he can get some information from him on right. Baltimore. Right. This also means that Snape becomes... Defense Against the Dark Arts Teacher. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this sha- staffing change? Okay. The shift in ownership. This... Literally the only reason that there is a staffing change is not because we lost a Defense Against the Dark Arts Teacher. They could have fucking had Slughorn come in and teach Defense Against the Dark Arts because that's what he taught when Lily and James were there. That's right. what he taught then. No, they make him the, the potions teacher so we can have the whole story of the Half-Blood Prince. Because yeah. if Snape rolls in to potions and Harry doesn't have a book 
And Snape goes to give him the book. Kicks the fucking out. He's not going to give him the book that's his. Why aren't you prepared for my class, Potter? Right, right, right. And he's not going to give him the book that's the Half-Blood Prince's book. So we went what? to- Okay. Basically, this whole book is pointless. This whole book is pointless. Okay, I'm, I have an issue with this. Okay, I have an issue with this. Why, for the love of fucking God, if you are creating po- your own spells, mm-hmm. and you put them in your childhood book, mm-hmm. why would you fucking leave them with the other mm-hmm. books? Mm-hmm. You make a good point, Molly Biggs. Why? Mm-hmm. If you are that protective of your goddamn mm-hmm. freaking privacy, don't put your shit where others can get it. Right, right. In a community fucking pot. Right. And I don't understand why Slughorn, like, it doesn't make sense to me that Slughorn wasn't just going to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. He was teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts when Voldemort was there, when Lily and James and Sirius and Lupin were there. Like, why all of a sudden does he need to teach potions? It's it's literally, it's literally only so we can get the story of Snape being the half Prince. I said this before. I hate this book. I do not, this is, this is one of my least favorite of the books, because, like, I, I mean, <sighs> Moving on! <laughs> I, I'll share more about why I hate this book as we get later into this discussion of this one, but yes, it's, it's not a good book. Okay, so this next question has me in a rant, so, okay. um, up to now in this series, Ron, Harry, and Hermione, the golden trio... Have all loathed Draco. Mm-hmm. Like, loathed him. Mm-hmm. He's In this pretty book, awful. He's pretty awful. In this book, Harry is certain Draco mm-hmm. is becoming a Death Eater. Right. Ron and Hermione treat Harry like he's crazy. Right. And Ron and Hermione treat Harry like he's crazy. What did you think of this change of events? Because, like... It is fucking ridiculous to me that he's like, yeah, we all hate him. I I think he's a Death Eater. And they're like, whoa, calm Mm -mm. down, Harry. Mm -mm. Don't be so insane. Mm -mm. Like, it just pissed me off so much that all of a sudden they just didn't believe him. I feel like the only consistent plot line that J.K. Rowling can write is that Harry's friends don't believe him, even though he's absolutely right every single fucking book. And so to me... Why do you even question Harry anymore? He knows all the things. Like, he, he's, he's fine. But, um, like, you believe him when he says his scar hurts and he's seeing Voldemort's dreams. Why does this right. not make sense to you? Right. Right. Um, Draco's a mess. Like, I feel like in some ways you could say he's a product of his raising. Oh, but, yes. But this is the book where he made a choice to be bad. Like, he made a choice. Before, he was a bully, but a lot of his bullying behavior was, like, jealousy. That Harry I, is this, right. like... You know, my he made a choice in this book. He made a choice. My, okay, I, I have a a slightly difference of opinion, but mm-hmm. I let, let me get to the point here. Draco was not just in front of the Dark Lord, but all of the Death Eaters when he agreed to kill Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. He was literally the only child in a room full of aggressive dark wizards. I feel like he was forced into saying and agreeing that. I don't think ever in my mind he wanted to kill Dumbledore or be this deep in the Death Eaters. Okay, Just but- my personal belief. But he definitely did agree to it and he definitely yeah, did those things. 
uh, whether he wanted to do it or not, and definitely he was still scared to do it, whether he wanted to do it or not, he did make a choice. Yeah, he's a child, though. His parents, his parents didn't say that he had to do it. As a matter of fact, doesn't this book start with his mom and Bellatrix because she didn't going want to him stay? to do it. She didn't want him to do it, so he but made that choice. I, his dad isn't there. His dad is in prison at this point. But it's more of a what his dad would want him to do. I don't know that I agree that his dad would want that for him. Y'all settle Be- this for us in the comments because we. Do see- you think Draco wanted to do this, or was he forced into it? I think he wanted to. And we're going to disagree on we'll, it. We'll, we'll have, we'll, you fight it out with us in the comments. Fight it out with us in the comments. See, tell <laughs> us who you believe. Uh, or who's, not who you believe. Whose side are you on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is where th- we're up to liquid luck. What did you think of this potions, like, driving force in this damn book? It's predictable. It is. And I don't honestly. I don't know why Harry didn't just use it sooner. You could have cut out like four hundred pages of this book, for sure. Like, well, hey, I've got this potion. Drink it. Up. Oh, problem solved. It's just, I get the point. There is a the scene in the movie where he drinks the liquid luck and is like stumbling around and yeah. randomly gets into the green house. I yeah. found that. I found the actor Daniel Radcliffe endearing mm-hmm. in that those mm-hmm. scenes right yeah. i found i appreciated him as an actor now the storyline i just don't i don't know why it's necessary no no um where am i at what do you think about uh hag dumbledore dragging harry to do all the destroy all these horror cruxes but omitting a bunch of information from him like um, like we said last episode dumbledore needs a better adult to check him like, it probably should be McGonagall, but he, like, has obviously gotten to the point where he's like, I can't tell her things because she'll because tell she'll me she'll stop no. me. <laughs> it's like when your kids know, don't ask mom or dad for that because they'll definitely say no. no. Um, you, and I think I plugged this last week, too, but uh, the um, Chan Wills uh, Instagram page and TikTok page, uh-huh. she has so many videos where she... <laughs> Where she like calls out Dumbledore like she's McGonagall, and I'm like, yes, that's yes, accurate, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, She's very funny. She's very Um, funny. So Draco is tasked by Voldemort to kill Dumbledore, and Snape agrees to be a secret keeper and help protect him till it is time. Mm -hmm. He also brings Death Eaters into the school, proving Harry is right. Mm -hmm. This all leads up to Dumbledore death. At the hands of Snape because Draco can't. Uh-huh. How do you feel about all this? What did you think of this ending? I mean, I already knew Dumbledore was going to die because these books have been out forever. And right. even though I hadn't read them, like, I exist in culture. <laughs> so right. I, I'm a human, so I knew Dumbledore would die. And you know pop culture. You follow pop <laughs> right. culture enough to say so. Right, right. So I knew that was happening. Um, I wasn't surprised that Draco wasn't able to go through with it. I wasn't either. At the end of the day, he's not brave. He's child. a um, And uh, the other thing was, I was pretty certain that somehow Snape had planned this with Dumbledore. What I thought it was, was they had spent the whole book talking about oculumency. Ocum- 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 oculumency. And I thought that Dumbledore basically told him with his mind, you need to kill me. 
But like it backdates, right? Dumbledore knew he was dying. He right, right. But we don't find that. But we don't find that out, of course, until Deathly Hollows. Right. Um, but I, I had a feeling that it was somehow planned. Um, I mean, I wasn't really sad when Dumbledore died. I know people like that as a lot of people's favorite character. He's not my favorite character, so I really didn't care. Um, I mean, I guess I sort of cared, but like. I, I don't know. I mean, really, he did a lot of stupid things and, and he used Harry as a pawn and he should have told Harry about his life long beforehand. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he, he was just not a good, no, he wasn't good. And this is my biggest complaint about this book. And I'm going to directly read what I wrote on Goodreads from my review I can't of this. wait. How to be a good writer, according to J.K. Rowling. If you've spent an entire series establishing that spells have to be said out loud, but you need something to happen silently, six books in, make sure that you have the kids learn at the beginning of that book, even though there was no indication thus far that this was possible. If you are writing in first person, if you are writing in first person, but the scene doesn't involve that character, just have them frozen silent through the entire <laughs> fro- have them frozen through a silent spell through the entire and put the invisible scene. cloak on them don't forget yeah no he was already in the invisible cloak and then just silently Dumbledore freezes him because that we have never established that it is possible to do spells silently but it wouldn't have worked in the end so she was like oh well I better have this one quick scene at the beginning where all of a sudden they can do spells silently Dumbledore's death, while I'm not a fan of him as a character, means, yeah, see, your phone agrees with me. Uh, Dumbledore's (laughs) death, to me, means a change in their world, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It means the children are no longer children. Mm -hmm. They are now about to fight in a war Mm -hmm. to -hmm. protect their world. Right. And it's a symbol. It's right. A, it's a death of their innocence, right? Um, but to me, what happens at the end of that doesn't make sense because instead of Snape sticking around to tell what actually happened to people who have, well, I mean, he and McGonagall never got along, but people who have known him and seen him evolve, the fact that Dub. That Dumbledore never told them that this was the plan. The fact that he runs away with the Death Eaters and basically rejoins them for the last book. Like, to me, that completely destroys any sort of work that he's done. Why didn't he stay and defend himself and explain, look, if I didn't do it, they were going to make Draco do it. And that was going to destroy him. That was going to destroy every ounce of innocence he has left. Yeah. I know that Dumbledore was dying anyway. He told me to kill him. But instead, instead we get this... Runs off and acts right. like nothing happens. And instead well, we and- get this reveal that he's the Half-Blood Prince. And you know what? Fuck this. This is what this is another thing that bothers me about the series. There are a lot of characters in this series that are muggle-born or are uh or are uh, mudbloods. Voldemort is one of them. This is very comparable to Nazi Germany, right? Adolf Hitler rose to power saying that the Jews were the problem and that non-Germans who were not Aryan, so blonde with blue eyes, are the problem. And yet, Hitler was of Jewish descent, he had black hair and brown eyes, and he wasn't even born in Germany. So that's basically Voldemort. And how is Snape just like... 
all of the development that he did, all the growth that he did to leave the dark side, he just throws it all away. You good, sis? Oh, man. Like, here's my problem with this, okay? <laughs> I don't like this series, but I have so many I have so many thoughts on it that it makes it sound like I like the series. <laughs> but I don't, I promise. It's not like I watched all eight movies and read all seven <laughs> books and like it. I still don't like it. But I have reasons. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Need a minute? And if... if <laughs> and if Snape is so good at potions, why would he ever want to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? I mean, he should be the potions teacher. He's the best at potions. Would you have him teaching Transfiguration when McGonagall can turn into a cat? No! Should he be teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts when he is a Death Eater? Fucking no! <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna piss myself stop! <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> my face hurts from trying not to laugh hard into the mic. I think I'm done. I think it's fine now. So there, we're going to talk book versus movie. All right. Um, there's a few things that were omitted that piss Molly off. Um, Dumbledore's funeral. They don't have that in the movie. I don't. I don't remember. That's not in if the movie. They do. It's like a real scathing thing. It's real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting our two minister. The meeting of the two ministers. We already talked yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. The whole development of Lupin and Tonks relationship. All right, listen, Tonks needs to leave her cousin, her late cousin's husband alone. Like, you don't just get to collect another, collect him because your cousin died. And like he, Lupin, towns, man. Lupin and Sirius, like they had to have been in a relationship. Like, yeah, there's just way too it much just evidence. Reads, it just reads too well. Like it isn't. Okay. Right. I'm going to do a bell for this one. Oh my gosh. And me too. Cause I know what you're going to say. Me too. <laughs> Doesn't fucking burn down. Never. That's never. Exactly, there's never come. Right. Right. When right. that happened. When that happened in the movie, I was like, because Tom. I don't know if I actually told you this, but Tom had already seen all of the movies before I mm-hmm. read the books and saw any of the movies. Um, when that happened, I was like, that doesn't fucking happen in the book. And he's like, what do you That's mean right. that doesn't happen in the book? I was like, Molly Weasley does not stand outside of her house and watch it burn. Like nobody comes to the burrow. What the hell? No. I mean, they do eventually come to the burrow, but not in this book. Not in this book. Um, Dumbledore freezes Harry in the book, not in the movie. He just tells him to sit. Like, Harry freezes in fear in the movie. Well, and he's like, he's like underneath and like Snape's there with him. Right. Too. Which is not, which was weird. Right. Um, The book explains more about what's going on with Snape than the movie does. Mm -hmm. So the movie's a lot more confusing about Snape's storyline. The book t- explains the whole Half-Blood Prince thing, and the movie never does. It never yeah. really talks about how Snape is, like... Right, exactly. Uh, like a mudblood, or that he is uh, very good at potions. Although we do get the weird scene where he, where Harry attacks Draco and, like, makes him bleed crazy. Yeah. That's, which, yeah. Which was, but, like, okay. how the fuck did he learn how to do that? Because of the fucking book! Characters you love or hated in... Loved and hated in the book or movie. Or, sorry, in the movies. Ah, God damn it. The characters who... 
<laughs> characters you loved in the book and hated. I really hope this is no one's first episode because we are a shit show today. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It's amazing. Um, um, I, I really didn't like this book. Right. It's, it's one of my least favorite. Book. It's one of my least favorite. Um, and so I don't really have a I, favorite. Molly Weasley is always Molly my favorite. Um, I, well, I don't like Slughorn as a character. I think he's slimy. He's just I think he's great. himself. I love the parties. I love the collection of the kids. I love that his claim to fame is other people's claims to fame. Because that is a real life character trait. There are people out there that do that. That are collectors of others. Yeah. And it's fucking wild that it was written into these. To me, I like that you can see another element of a Slytherin. Because with Dolores Umbridge, we get that she's a Slytherin, but she's like wearing her pink cardigans. Mm-hmm. And then we get a Slytherin who's like, kind of like Gilderoy Lockhart mm-hmm. in a way. He's like a blowhard, right? right? And he's played in the movies by Jim Broadbent. Yes. who is fantastic he's, he's an amazing job. slughorn um you would job. you would know him uh if you did if you've not seen the movies or you're not sure where you know him from you would know him as bridget jones's dad yes. um, he, he also is in moulin rouge he's the owner of the moulin rouge right. um and he's just a fantastic character actor like he's just really mm-hmm. a great character actor so yes. it's a brilliant cast for him for sure yeah. um I, I would have liked to have seen more of him just because i like that actor yes um, yeah. Um, on to our final book. Yay. Deathly Hollows. Hey, we're only a little bit over the hour mark. We're doing good, folks. We're doing good. Thanks um, for sticking with us. This is the end of the series. The Yay. pinnacle of it all. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. activate. Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit activate. activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. Okay, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, where were we? This book doesn't start at Privet Drive. It starts with Snape telling the Dark Lord when Harry's going to be moved from Privet Drive. Right, right. In chapter two and three, we finally make it to Privet Drive where we learn that the Dursleys are leaving, and so are Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, all this for their final protection. Mm-hmm. Our final moments are with the Dursleys. We get a kind act of farewell from Dudley. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this? I don't care. You don't care? You mm-hmm. don't care about this final, like, no. you don't think there was anything redeeming about it at all for Dudley? I don't think they deserve to have redeeming qualities. I mean, that's Okay. That's an opinion I'm allowed to have. That's an opinion I'm allowed to have. Um, I just... To me, me, Dudley is like Draco. Yeah. Um, They're very similar. Dudley is the Draco of the muggle world. Yeah. And Draco is the Dudley of the wizarding world. He thinks bullying is going to get him further in life. Right. I just... But when you grow up, you learn that that's not the case. No. Um, I I have issues with his aunt and uncle at the end. Mm-hmm. They are treating this like it is this big inconvenience. They're so mad, and everything that is being done is for their protection. Mm-hmm. And they're being awful to Harry, mm-hmm. right? Harry right. is doing everything. Well, Harry, they're and, always awful to Harry. 
everybody in the Order of Phoenix, they are making time to protect these two. And they them, and they don't have to. No. It is just... Right. It is just... It's a one final selfish act. And mm. I felt like Dudley coming up to shake Harry's hand and say goodbye was him going, oh shit, my cousin could die. Yeah. He is the only person that has been by my side since I was born. Right. And he could die. Right. I can't have him dying knowing that I hated him. I think it was really shitty that they were just like, okay, we'll just go ahead and bounce and leave you abandoned in the house before the people who are going to protect you come. Yeah. But it's just, um. And then knowing that. It's a fuck situation. Going forward towards the end of the book, learning about uh, Petunia's actual relationship with Lily and how she wanted to be a witch as well. Yeah. To me, it makes me dislike the Dursleys even more. It's jealousy, right? It's She's hating a jealousy. child over ch- jealousy. It's How do you not love the orphaned child of your sister? I don't. Like, you're a real piece of shit if you don't love the orphan child of your sister. I don't know. The kid did nothing. Right? We cannot hate. It's like parents who hate their children because it's their ex's child too, right? Right. Or any... Anyways, I'm going to go on a tangent. We're getting off topic, but I don't care Um, about the nurseries. I don't care about them. When it comes time to the move of Harry, this scene in the movie and book is one of my favorites with Mm -hmm. all the doppelgangers. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. It's Um, funny. However, it turns tragically pretty quickly. As they move Harry, Hagrid, his devoted friend, dies. Mm. And we then learn that um, Mad-Eye Moody is also killed. Right. Hagrid's death is one in the fandom that not a lot of people can see seen coming. And is mm-hmm. some of, one of the hardest for a lot of fans. Right. What did you think about these the scene and these deaths? I cried when Hedwig died. So there are three deaths in this series that made me cry. And one was serious, obviously, and one with Hedwig, and the other one we'll get to in shortly. Um, I don't really care about Mad-Eye dying because, like, he's supposed to be, like, a character that we really like. But the the truth is that the book that we get to know him the best in, it's not him. It's Barty Crouch or Crotch or whatever the fuck his name is. Crouch. Crouch. Barty Crouch. Junior. Barty Crouch Junior. Barty Crotch is a better name, I think. Because he's crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> well, but so so for me, Mad-Eye dying, like, I didn't have a connection to him because the I liked the person who was Mad-Eye in the first book, but that wasn't actually Mad-Eye. Did so you know, fun, fun fact, one of the actors that plays Weasley is actually the son of the actor that plays Mad-Eye Moody. Which one of the Weasleys? Um... You can link it low, Molly. It's not important. It's going to bother me. But um, that's interesting, though. And um, uh, Dom, I'm going to say his name wrong. Dominin, Dominal, D O H N A L L. Um, he played Bill Weasley. Oh, okay. He marries Fleur. He, ma- right. he plays Bill, but that's Fleur. his son. 
Oh, they kind of look alike now that I think. Now about that you, it. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, but Hedwig dying, I didn't see that coming. I thought that was really sad. I don't like the way they changed that in the movie because, like, Hedwig comes back to, like, fight. When he dies in the book, it's like, she, he didn't, Hedwig's he, a girl. I'm sorry, when she dies in the book, she didn't fucking do anything. She was, like, in her cage and then all of a sudden she was, like, dead. Right. And honestly, that was kind of Hagrid's fault that she died, but whatever. Right. Um, it's definitely Hagrid's fault, but... He was trying to protect her because first that's of all, what Hagrid does. First of all, first of all, why the fuck would Hagrid be the person to take Harry? He's not allowed to do magic. He's not allowed to fucking do magic. You don't put the person that you're trying to save with the one person who can't fucking fight back. Let me know when you're done. Just let me know when you're done and um, I'll join. Back I'm, in. Done. I'm done. Okay. But seriously um, though, Molly. <laughs> I, I, I think it's symbolism. He brought him to Privet. He's taking him out of Privet. It's Look, a fucking... Fuck symbolism. Because that's not logical. It's not logical. Alright. Sorry. Dumbledore probably had it pre-planned. Dumbledore's anyway. an idiot. Nobody should follow his plans. Um, <laughs> eventually, we make it to the borough. Right. For Bill and Fleur's wedding. Mm-hmm. While at the bit borough... The mm-hmm. minister comes to read Dumbledore's will. Mm-hmm. He leaves Ron the Deluminator. Mm-hmm. Hermione, he leaves a book, The mm-hmm. Tale of Beetle the Bard, which is a mm-hmm. chi- children's mm-hmm. uh, it's, like a fa- it's like a fable book. Fairy, like, yeah, it's fairy it's tales. Sort of like, it's like Grimm, the Grimm stories yeah, it, for yeah. Mother Goose. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, he also leaves Harry his first golden snitch that he caught. Uh-huh. Right. And the sword in Gryffindor, which he's right. not legally allowed to give him, right? Right. Did you find these gifts odd? Because I have a tirade about it, but... No, no, I didn't find them odd because Dumbledore always knows what Dumbledore wants to do. He just doesn't fucking tell anybody else what he wants to do. We learn later that all these had a purpose. Dumbledore, again, knowing the future and not sharing it with anybody. Fucking rude. But, okay, I'm gonna... Here for a second. Um, throughout the series... We see Dumbledore have a relationship with Harry. He has mm-hmm. built a rapport. He mentors him. He coaches mm-hmm. him. He gives him gifts. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fucking interact with Ron or Hermione right. ever. Right. Why right. the fuck would he leave them in his will? Right. Well, he didn't because he knew. Fuck! He knew it. <laughs> I mean, he did it because he knew what they would need. And he told right. Harry to tell right. them. And, like, but, like, he knows Harry needs them. That's the point, that he knows Harry needs them. But it's but, just... But you know how the series could be so much shorter? Hi, Harry. You're a wizard. You're not 11 that I'm telling you this. You are a baby when I'm telling you this. You need to fight an evil entity as you get older. So learn how to be a fucking wizard. We're going to spend... The grown-ups are going to spend the next 15 years... Killing all these horcruxes so that you can defeat the bad guy in the end. Cool. Cool. That's the whole story. Why don't you just tell him the story? Why don't you just tell him the story? I... It it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense! And I mean, you can use the comparison of, like, Star Wars. Like, Luke didn't necessarily know who he was. (coughs) Um, but But Yoda also didn't really hide it. Once he needed Luke... To do the things. 
then he told him the things. He told him the things. Right. But, I don't know. A lie of omission is still a lie, I feel like. Especially when it comes to this. Yeah. Dumbledore is Especially because so many people are going to die because of the lies. I... Let's move on to the wedding, shall we? Hmm, I guess. Bill and Fleur get married. Mm-hmm. And then the wedding is attacked by the Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. The Death Eaters scream. The ministry has fallen. They are literally trying to just kill anybody they can at this point. Mm-hmm. Ron, Hermione, and Harry barely escape. Thank God, because Hermione Granger was fucking prepared. Right. The only reason they escape is because Hermione was prepared. That's also why they needed a woman in their group. Yeah. Because um, no man, no man is packing a big bag like that. No. That's not happening. The black family, and they make it eventually to the black family house where they start to work out a plan on how to destroy horcruxes. It is a dark uh-huh. time for the trio, but we see a shift in creature as he helps them find the locket and then make plans to get it from Dolores Umbridge. What did you think about the Golden Trio's time at the black house? I don't care. I could have done without a lot of the beginning of this book. Really, you only need the last maybe like third of this book. Well, we need the, the storyline story. to get to the hor- the horror. No, crux, you don't. But no, you don't. How do we get it then? That doesn't even need to be a thing. Okay, she has not spent the past six books establishing that the horcruxes are a thing. She right. all of a sudden decided in the Half Blood Prince, "Oh fuck, I need to have a storyline for my last book." So we'll just have Dumbledore find this ring and like his hand will turn black and then he'll die. And then we can talk about what that all means. The the diary, the Tom Riddle diary, that's never established as a horcrux or what a horcrux is until the end of the books. Like the end of the series. It's Dumbledore hiding things from everyone again. Dumbledore the whole time. Dumbledore is purposely keeping secrets. A lot of what happens at the beginning. And making life harder for everyone. A lot of what happens at the beginning and middle of this book is complete, unnecessary nonsense. So moving on. (laughs) I love that Molly is not going to engage. (laughs) Because there's no point in arguing. (laughs) It'll be a 15 hour episode and we don't need a 15 hour episode. And you're allowed your opinions. I did warn you that a lot of my thoughts on this book were, I don't care. I know, but we still got to get through them. All right. Um, When the Golden Trio, I'm sorry I'm forcing you to do it. When the Golden Trio. When we're done with this episode, I'm done with the series. So. I know. <laughs> when the Golden Trio barely escapes, we spend a lot of time with them in the woods, which is just exhausting. Mm-hmm. The book drags here, and we're just trying to figure out. Their, and they're just trying to figure out next steps. I will mm-hmm. say kudos to Hermione for being overly prepared and having this fancy bag. Mm. Was this a part of the book you disliked too? Yeah, it wasn't necessary. Ron runs Ron. off. Harry has visions, and the locket pretty much ruins their lives. It feels like an unnecessary, like, what is it, five chapters or some shit like that? Yeah. It's just unnecessary. Somebody needs, J.K. Rowling needs a better editor. Like, don't let her make 700-page books when she only needs to make a 200-page book. Like, why are you letting her do that? Next question. Harry and Hermione go to Harry's hometown for Voldemort's, hometown where Voldemort died. To see if they can find another horror crux. Because just maybe. Possibly. Who knows. However, all they find is Nagini and Harry breaks his wand. I mean, technically they did find a horror crux. And Nagini is a horror crux. Right, but they don't know that, right? They don't know that. 
And Harry breaks his wand. To to me, this was where the book started to feel hopeless for Harry. What did you think? All right. His his wand. It was the deep breath for me. Can't continue on. (laughs) All right. His wand breaking is another crack in the story that she's creating about wands the world that she has created the wand chooses the wizard right the first time that this is disrupted is when ron has a hand-me-down wand how does it work for him when harry is trying out all these wands none of them work for him because they're not the wand that chooses him so how the fuck in this book does everybody just trade wands like i don't need this one i can just use this one doesn't matter i can use some random guy on the streets wand. let's just beat up that homeless wizard and we just take his wand. it's fine it'll work it doesn't make any sense and then she starts some sort of lore about how there's a wand the one wand to rule them all and the elder one yeah right Exactly. The one wand to rule them all. And anyone can use that if you defeat the wizard. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't match with the world and lore you created. You created this story. It contradicts her storyline. Yes. Yes. Molly, you're a writer. Would you do that to your fans? I mean, I fuck shit up all the time. But you wouldn't publish it like that. You wouldn't pub. I don't understand. She created the story. If you are going to break the rules within it, why not just change the rules from the fucking beginning? Valid point. Valid point. <laughs> so Harry's Ron's Ron's broken. <laughs> oh man! So the sword of Gryffindor magically appears in a pond near their campsite. Mm-hmm. This scene, Ron magically appears back in their lives like it's no big deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, hey, by right. the way, right. I, I went home. Right. I'm I told dick. people, I, I kind of like, yeah. And then, like, he tells them about the radio station and he kind of fucking mm-hmm. apologizes. Not really. And then they use the sword to, they use the sword to destroy the locket. Mm-hmm. Snape did all this. We learn later Snape did all this to help mm-hmm. them, right? Right. Well, Dumbledore told him to. Right. Again. Fucking Dumbledore. Um, what did you think of the finally them getting to destroy this Horcrux? Like, this this has been like dragging this goddamn storyline along so <sighs> long. Like, what did you think of that? Fi- like, it was like almost a relief to me right. re- listening to it, being like, oh my God, finally, can right. we fucking move on? Right, right. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I like that Ron comes back. I like that Ron is the one that destroys it because it is the Horcrux that was like the most affecting him. Right, because um, it was definitely making him see things. He thought right. Hermione and him like were hooking up and like. Right, right. Also, related note, the scene in the movie where Hermione and Harry are naked and kissing each other. This is a children's movie. They are supposed to be 17 years old. Why the fuck are they naked in the woods? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But Ron's a dick. Ron's a dick. He destroys the Horcrux. He destroys the Horcrux. We learn about the radio station, which I thought was a nice ad in the books. I like that Lupin is on one of the radio episodes and like talks about how harry was right and 
and that whole storyline was left out of the movies, but mm-hmm. um, I did like that storyline a little bit. Um, also, it made me not like Lupin, so I don't, I don't know if I maybe really liked it. I don't know. So then we make it closer to the borough where we go and find Mr. Lovegood. Mm-hmm. And he's going to tell us, the Golden Trio, about the Deathly Hollows. Right. Um, because Dumbledore just couldn't fucking leave them instructions. So. No. Um, what did you think about this storyline, the Deathly Hollows? Like, I feel like I know Mr. Lovegood better than I do because we don't really know him until this book. But I just but feel we like know because, his daughter. Because we know Luna. Um, I understand why he would, like, betray them because, like, yeah. Luna is all he has. Yeah. Um, but it, it also makes me think that Luna is a better version of him because she wouldn't have done that. No, she definitely because, wouldn't. And she wouldn't but have wanted him to do that. She's a better version of what what he is. She's a better version. And every time I meet him in the books again, I really, I mean, his wife died, right? Mm-hmm. And Luna is the only good thing he has left in his life. Right. And he's fucking baddie, man. Like, Luna keeps him grounded. Luna, of all people. Luna, of all people. Keeps that man grounded. So, I see his betrayal. Right. I see his reasoning. He is going insane. Right. And he doesn't want to lose what's left left of his brain. And I get it. But he knows Harry is the chosen one. He's fucking written about it in his paper. Mm-hmm. So betraying right. him now just feels Wrong. slimy. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a breaking point, right? Yeah. His daughter was his. So, I mean, I get it. But um, it doesn't feel like the guy who would defy uh, the Ministry of Magic and publish the things that he really... Right. It doesn't feel like that guy. No. And I feel like that's because we also... This book... Happens over a really long time. An and unnecessary I don't think, amount of time. Like, it's a year plus, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not, that's not really, really super crystal clear in the writing or in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the only way we learn this in the movie is, like, Hermione's hair keeps getting longer and longer, right? I didn't notice that. But to me, it's still the same amount of time as the other books because how, Neville would have been in his last year at Hogwarts and he's yeah. still there when they get back to Hogwarts. So it's got to be in the same They're trapped-ish, I think. But right. anyway. Um, all right. So we're back in the fucking woods. Back in the fucking woods. Uh, the Golden Trio gets caught. Right. And dragged to Malfoy Manor. Right. Which has become Death Eater Central, right? Right. Um, they're thrown in the basement with a goblin. Luna... Mm-hmm. And Ollivander. Now right. we knew Luna was there, but did you expect him? To, did you expect? I didn't expect Ollivander to be down there. Did you? Well, I kind of thought Luna would be at Azkaban. I didn't know she would be like at the Malfoy's house, but no, yeah. I thought I thought at this point Ollivander was dead. And wasn't somebody with who was the person that was with uh, the trio when they were caught? Um, uh, he dated Jenny at one point. Oh, um, tall kid. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think. Um, he was he was also with them, but yes. Um, but yeah, I I was surprised to actually see Ollivander because I was certain that he had already killed him. Like I yeah. don't know why he was still alive. I mean, but I mean, we later learn it was to fix, you know, 
he's there to fix a wand. And he's trying to explain to the Voldemort that he cannot fix the wand. The wand's unfixable. So he's just going to hold on to him until... That doesn't seem like Voldemort... It doesn't seem like something Voldemort would do, though. When, When somebody can't do what Voldemort wants them to do, he just kills them. But he can't kill him because his wand's fucking jacked. That's true. So... And, he, he, and Voldemort is one of those people that are so cocky that they have to do it themselves, right? He's not going to let Bellatrix or somebody else kill this man who pissed him off for him. I guess. So, the next scene I want to talk about is the Hermione-Bellatrix torture scene. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene very, was very hard. It was hard as a reader. It's hard in the books. It's rough, right? And Bellatrix doesn't hold back. She is very awful to Hermione. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt your question, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that we get enough of the torture from a perspective that we can actually say that it's bad. All we get is hearing her screams from the basement because J.K. Rowling never switches point of views and Harry isn't there. And so... I think that probably the torture was much worse than what we actually see in the book. Yeah. But I didn't feel affected by it because I don't, we don't, we're not the first, we're not getting a firsthand account. Now we know the reason she picked her was because she was muggle born. Right. Um, this actually, I'm going to share a link. This was actually one of the hardest scenes for the cast members to film in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard on uh, Helen Bowman Carter and uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. Um, but can you see why? <clears throat> like, I feel like <laughs> okay. They the article that you're going to share. They mention how much of it was cut out. Yeah. And to me, if we would have seen all of that, then I would understand why it was so hard for them. But mm-hmm. not really because they cut out so much of it. Um, to me, I'm going to use uh, the Hunger Games here again. Suzanne Collins does an amazing mm-hmm. job conveying the torture that Peta and Joha- Johanna yes. um, experience without yes. actually the first-hand account. We know through the stories so they tell how broken they are. We know yeah. we know through how Peta like can't really function. We know that even at the end of that series. Peter, even when he and Katniss are together and married, that he still has moments where he like grabs the back of a chair. PTSD. Exactly. That is, that is the true craft of an artist author right there, that she can create those torture scenes. And even though we don't see them on the firsthand account, we know what happened and we feel it and it scares us. Mm -hmm. Rowling is not that skilled. I know that she's a, billionaire and yeah. know that she has seven books under her and the huge Harry Potter, Potter wizarding world. And she has the spinoffs and she has the other couple books that she's written. But to me, she <laughs> is not that skilled. She's not well, that skilled. It was, I mean, it, they're, I'm going to say they're good books. I'm not going to say they're the best books, but they are good books. But I right. think timing was important. Right. When it came to how big this fandom became. And yeah. I think, you know what I mean? And the symbolism that the fans have picked out from it, that is all fan derived. Mm. I really think the things we see as fans in these books are things we've decided we've picked. Right. Not her intentions. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, 
Dobby's death is awful. Awful. He dies a hero getting everyone out of Malfoy Manor. Mm-hmm. His full storyline is has been completely omitted from the films. It's really diminished, for sure. In my mind, this is a tragedy, being that he is such a pinnacle character from the moment he steps into these books to the moment of his death. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I his death made me understand why people liked Dobby, because before then I really wasn't... I didn't care. I don't understand how he's magically able to escape the basement and nobody else is. And you can't say it's because they didn't have wands because we learn that you don't need a wand to do magic. It's just easier. So to me, that doesn't make sense. But his death, um, I feel like it's one that like, it's one of the deaths that's so unnecessary that it's necessary to the story. Right. Like it's such a, like, it's like Hedwig dying. Yeah. Like it's so unnecessary that that happened. It's so sad. And you're right. like, but why did it have to happen? And you're like, oh, because I'm sad. That's why it had to happen. Right. Oh, right. Right. I have to feel something. Right. Um, um, yeah. I'm going to do these next two questions out of order, actually. Oh, that's fine. I'm listening to you. Or, oh. um, actually, no, I'm not. JK. Uh, not Rawling. Just regular JK. Um, breaking into Gringotts and getting the horror crux from Bellatrix Vault. Uh-huh. And they're, they got to get Helga Hufflepuff's cup, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ron and Hermione eventually destroy it in the Chamber of Secrets with Basilisk Fang. Mm-hmm. I have beef because this is when they finally have their first kiss. It mm-hmm. is super unnecessary. Poorly timed. Like, well, well, thoughts... It's wor- it's like worst timing in the movie because they kiss in the Chamber of Secrets, yeah. like while shit's blowing up. So that well, was just Her- bad. and that was like the last time somebody was in there. Harry and Ginny almost died. So right. like, right, right, like not like, super romantic thing. Right. Um, them kissing in the book actually happens in front of Harry, which because right. that's the only way that we would know it happened because right. she doesn't know how to write things that's like true. that. So um, that up. but it it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Make it that they would. No, no, no. I mean, I guess with, in the heat of battle, there's a lot of emotions happening. I don't know that too many soldiers would turn and kiss each other, but I am finally Unless glad. I am glad that they finally did. Um, they very. I mean, we clearly, built up to seven books to it, man. I mean, they very clearly loved you. Ron loved Hermione from Jump. He didn't understand that he did, but he no. did. He Hermione, I don't think Hermione felt the same way about Ron from right. Jump. Because Ron was kind of a dick to her, but like... Ron's um, always a dick. That's the title of these books. Harry Potter and Ronald Weasley, the asshole. Um, <laughs> teenage boys are jerks. We know this. Um, it's true. It's true. Um, but I am glad they finally got together. Um, they are... They are they are adorable. MFEO? Hmm? Made for each other? Oh, I didn't... You cut out, so I didn't hear you. MFEO? But. Yeah, yeah. Or the OTP, the one true pair. I don't know about that, but you don't think so? Uh, no, I think the OTP okay, is so probably serious and Lupin. <laughs> there is um, a fan. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here. Mm-hmm. There's a fan derived um, theory about Hermione and Fred. 
I and think this I've is heard based that, off. But, okay, mm-hmm. and I can find some links to this storyline and like support to this storyline. Mm-hmm. But J.K. said at one point before the tragedy that is Fred Weasley happens, she intended mm-hmm. Fred and Hermione to be together. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would be as good. I think I don't it would think be- she would have become I the think- Ministry of Magic. How did she become the? Anyways, we'll get there. Okay. Anyways, moving I on. think I think if she would have ended up with anybody else, especially another Weasley, it would have destroyed Ron. Oh, facts! It would have broke that family apart. Um, Harry has another vision, and they're off to Hogwarts again, mm-hmm. or kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. So they make their way into Hogsmeade, and mm-hmm. like they're trying to figure out a way to get into Hogwarts when mm-hmm. Dumbledore's brother. Who's been there the whole fucking time? We're how, just learning how, how. Right, right. How? Them into the his like, and then we get this whole goddamn storyline about their sister, mm. and then like, mm. which that storyline's completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. And then like they're finally reunited with their classmates. Mm-hmm. We learn that Neville has been leading Dumbledore's army in Harry's absence. Was this mm-hmm. a surprise to you? I love <laughs> Molly. What the fuck? I love when when Neville just like rolls out of the painting and he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey guys, let's go! I, I got Dumbledore's army. We're in the Worm of Requirement. I got this shit handled. Like, come on! Like, I love it. He just like rolls out like, "Hey guys, how's it going? I've been handling shit in your absence. So come on, let's handle this shit." Um, and like, he's just like really like like he's rattling off a grocery list. He's yeah. just telling no them big deal. Everything that's been going on and very yeah. matter of fact, like, okay, well, we got most of the Ravenclaws and like, that was really good. And then we had to rescue some of the Hufflepuffs and it was right, like a right. whole thing. And like, right, and like, right. he's just like going on and on and you're, and like Harry and right. the, the, the trios is like, uh-huh, right, uh-huh, right. uh-huh, like, 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 like NBD guys, but like, I've got all of the DA and like, we've also recruited some new members and I've been training them and it's all handled, but like, let's go fuck shit up. Come on. Because like, like, like um, Snape's ruining things, guys. Did you right. know this? Like, right, like, right. like Right, and we probably it's should so, do something about it. <laughs> it's so fantastic that you all just spent six months in the fucking woods, but can we go handle shit now? Come on, come on. Uh, it just makes you love Neville more. It, it does. Just makes you love Neville more. That's the story I want to read. I want to read Neville training the DA. You know, that's okay. JK, here it's, it's gotta be fanfic somewhere. You know what? I want to hear all these books from Neville's point of view. Yes. Yes. Like, like, oh my god, fucking Harry, Ron, and Hermione are trying to sneak out again. They keep getting us in trouble. I just want to make it through my first year of Harry right, Hogwarts. Right. And then, Neville, like, so on and so forth. Neville Longbottom in The Time I Stood Up to Harry Potter. That should be the first book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many horcruxes, so little time. Were yeah. any of these horcruxes a surprise to you? I think we're supposed to be surprised that Harry himself is one, but like I kind of already figured that his scar was something. And also like, I know enough pop culture and I've seen enough like things where we knew we, I I knew, but I think we're supposed to be surprised that Harry's a Horcrux too. Um, Maybe that's why he's so fucking awful. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, to tirate for a second out of all the things Voldemort could put himself into why did he think he had the right to put himself into not just Helga Hufflepuff's 
cup. But then the Ravenclaw crown, no. or was it a crown or a necklace? That it is a crown. crown. It was a crown. But it's the crown. Like, who is he to think he's like, you know what? I'm so fucking important at Hogwarts. I'm installing bits of myself into pieces that are Hogwarts history. It's but I, fucking but bullshit. I think, but There's I think other things she could have made that were not Hogwarts related. I think the reason he chose those things is because um, it was a way of establishing himself as the best of all wizards. Right. I don't know why he didn't pick something of Dumbledore's to make a horror right. because Dumbledore is arguably one of the best wizards ever. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it makes sense to me that he picked the leaders of, a hog- of Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, he was trying to establish himself as the best. It just and, and own it. Like I now own Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Like that's just, mine now. It feels stupid. I mean, the whole series feels stupid, but near the end of the book, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> we have several terrible deaths. Yeah. Um, Fred's death, I think, was the most surprising and painful for me. Mm, same. We were there. Me. Was there anyone that died at the battle that hurt your heart? Um, Fred. And when he died, when I was reading the book, I started crying like a fucking baby. Like that one hit me harder than any death in the entire series. And then I texted you and and Katie and was like, Fred dies? And Katie texted back, there it is. Because she knew I was at that part and she was waiting for me to like. I was, what did I say? I went, um, dot, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um i have honestly honestly the reason that one affected me so hard was not just because i love the weasleys like we've established that like mm-hmm. they are my favorite characters as book. it was um that was an absolutely necessary death in my opinion you yeah. have to have somebody die who's in the weasley family because who breaks the, it, who it'll, it'll make it, it'll break, break everyone right yeah um like lupin dying t- lupin dying will break some people but Tom's dying will break some people. Like Fred, um, Fred dying breaks everyone. Molly's reaction, her, the the description of her laying her body over his body yeah. and weeping. Like I feel like I want to cry now talking about that because that is like this is why yeah, I love Molly Weasley. This is why I love Molly Weasley because she's a mom first and foremost. She and lost her baby. That's yeah. her baby. Yep. Doesn't matter that he was a grown man. That's her baby. Um, so. In the hog deaths, major deaths that we talk about, mm-hmm. uh, Tonks and Lupin both passed, die. Yeah, which is fighting. sad because their son. Right. Um, they Teddy. have a new son. Right, Teddy. Um, Colin Creevy dies and Lavender Brown. Don't care about either one of them. Right. Some fans do. Um, Snape, who gets a fucking redemption arc. Okay, 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 okay. Molly. They're in the middle of a fucking war. And all and of a sudden, and all I of a sudden, know. Harry's I like, know. "I'm just going to take a hot second here and go enter the memories of Snape." And then we get this huge, like, redeeming story arc for him. That's completely ridiculous. I'm I don't believe s- any of it. I don't believe I'm, any of it. I'm going to say something here. I'm going to say something that uh, may get me my uh, pass fandom pass taken away. I may get a lot of hate for this as a fan. Severus Snape does not deserve a redemption arc. He does not deserve a redemption arc. No. Severus Snape does not get to be mourned. Right. Severus Snape is not a good human being. No. He was 
He is like Peter Pettigrew. He was mm-hmm. playing the line. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the line went one way, he's right. like, I was being a spy. I was being a spy. Right. Dumbledore right. likes me. And right. then as soon as the line moved the other way, right. all of a sudden, he's fine. Right. I get he loved Lily. I do not doubt there are people that love their ch- first childhood love and carry mm-hmm. that love the rest of their lives. That does not mean this man, just because he loved Lily, does not mean he gets to be redeemed in any fucking way. He was a mm-hmm. terrible human being to all children, not just mm-hmm. Harry. He mm-hmm. treated Neville like shit. He mm-hmm. treated everyone like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. he can go fuck himself and his redemption story. I said it. Put it in print. Right. Also, also, here's another example of Rowling breaking the rules that she set. In order to get the memory, they have to like pull it out of their ear, right? But somehow he can cry it out. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, okay. So I do want to say, I saw this really funny um, meme headcanon type thing about him. And I thought I'd share it uh, since we're talking about Snape. It's about him and Luna. Mm-hmm. And imagine him trying to teach Luna Lovegood's potions and he's being like his normal snarky self and Luna's not getting the social cues of the nastiness and she's Luna. just like and he comes over and like Lovegood why are you not paint doing this potion oh sir there was really bad energy so I released the nargles and then I, I rehabilitated this flower it'll look nice in your hair and like he puts it in, she puts it in his hair and Snape doesn't know how to react to true <laughs> honest innocence so all he does is just let her be and walks away. And I feel like that is the most authentic Luna Lovegood like reaction. Like, I think the only reason she did good in potions is because he's just like, that bitch doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm well, going to leave her alone. She's also a Ravenclaw, so she's really smart. So but you like, can give her that too. She's like a flighty Ravenclaw who's just yeah. like, I, I love that about her. her. Yeah. Um, anyways, moving on. Sorry, okay, we're rolling on. We're rolling on two hours here. We got to wrap this shit last up. Time. We did that last time. We're fine. Gotta wrap this shit up. Um, we got three more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Neville kills Nagini, mm-hmm. destroying the final Horcrux mm-hmm. and bringing the end to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. However, Harry is the one that casts the spell to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you think this would be the fall of the Dark Lord? And also, there's a big argument. Of who killed Voldemort? Is it Harry or is it, does Ron get the W or does Neville? Not Ron, Harry. Does Harry get the W or Harry? What I I think is interesting is that it could be either one of them that was the chosen one. In the end, it took both of them to kill him. Right. So he focused only on one of them. But the truth is, it was both of them. I love that Harry tells Neville you have to kill Nagini. Yeah. Like, I love that. I hate that they cut that out of the book, out of the movie. And that like Neville it, inadvertently like Neville kills just him. magically came to it on Acc- his own. Accidentally kills Nagini. No, he knows to do it. And Harry no- trusts him enough to be the one to do it. Yeah. Um, and so in the end, it took both of them. That's, that is, that is a good conclusion for this, which one's the chosen one. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that he gets his own hero story. Yeah. Like, and again, that's, and again, that's why I like his 
his story arc better because he was the kid who was like terrified of everything. And in the end, he helped kill the Dark Lord. Right. Instrumental in it. Right. Right. Um, last question, then I want to talk book versus movie. Mm-hmm. The book ends and we see the golden trio at mm-hmm. nine, platform nine and three quarters. They're mm-hmm. there with their children, mm-hmm. sending them off to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. How did you like this ending? I think that's the ending adults want. I don't think that's the ending like the kids care about, but yeah. like I think the adults who are fans of the series want to see this happily ever after. Personally, I want to see Neville and Luna get married. I know that's not what happens in no. like whatever the fandom f- spring off fucking wizarding world. I know that they don't, but to me, they would have been the cutest couple. They, they would have been adorable. Adorable. They would have. Um, and in the movie, I wish they would have just recast the person who plays Ginny because there was no way to age her up. She was 20 so fucking years. young. You can't age her 20 fucking years. She was no. young. No. Um, so I want to go over my small list they have about book versus movie. Okay. Um, the few things that were omitted. Victor Crumb was at the wedding. We don't talk about that. Like, he yeah. has a movie. Mm. Um, the radio station is not in the movie at all, which I liked that part of the book. And, and I, I think was it was important. And I think it was I important. Do. Yeah. Um, Lupin actually tries abandoning Tonks to go to the Battle of Hogwarts. Uh-huh. Like, he tries getting her to, he leaves her and abandons her at her parents with the baby. Well, and says, before no. he's even, before he's even born, he tries to right. go with Harry and right. abandon her while she's pregnant. Right. He keeps <clears throat> trying to, like, leave Tonks. And that's not talked about enough. No. And she he, loved it, him it's so not much. Him, it's not him manning up at all. No. Mm-mm. She loved him so much, she knew she was going to go to a battle she could die in. Mm-hmm. Like, it really shows her. Um, and, and did die in. Like, there is a difference in her Snape's memories in the book and in the movies when mm-hmm. we go through that whole shit show. Um, I Tom actually Mo- like the addition of him in the movie. He goes to the Potter house and finds yeah. Lily dead. I yeah. think that was actually a really good addition. That the, makes it yeah. him more redeemable, right? They were trying to make Snape uh, more redeemable. I, I mean... Just- I don't think it really does because I don't think he's a redeemable character, but it, I feel like it was a good addition because you got like, first of all, Alan Rickman is a great actor. I mean, fantastic. He's a great actor. So he's sorely missed. He was so Mm -hmm. talented. Mm -hmm. And so I think you, you have to put that scene in there. You have to. Yeah. Side story. There is a Jimmy Fallon, uh, clip of him talking about his time on hot, the, Harry Potter set mm-hmm. and it's the scene with all the kids in the sleeping bags I'll post it in the notes because it's so funny everyone should see it and he's talking about how he got a farting machine and he put it in the foot of uh, Daniel Radcliffe's bag and that he would like push it <laughs> at, right before they'd start filming and they'd like silence the room and he'd push it and the, Harry would fart and the whole room of the room of children would start bursting into laughing. That's hilarious. And he goes, and that's the reason that scene's not in the movies. And then there's one he tells about how, um, the actor that plays Ron, uh, Rupert, I say his last name wrong. Anyways, Rupert was making a, drawing a, sketching a very unflattering picture of uh, Alan. Mm. 
while they were in like the great hall scenes and like he took it from him and alan's like and it's still one of my most treasured possessions (laughs) so like he's such a good human being anyways um moving back to book versus movie i'm sorry um how molly actually kills bellatrix is changed in the movie yeah um, and I think that was more uh, to make her of a less violent. Mm-mm. She needed to fucking be violent. You killed her right. son. You right. fucking well, killed her son. But she didn't son. know Fred was dead yet. Yeah, she did. So Fred dies. And like shortly after Fred dies, Voldemort calls like a short intermission. Oh, that's right. right. We're going right. to we're gonna call halftime right. in the middle of our fucking war. Because that's so that makes sense. That's not how that any of this sense. works. That's not how no. any of this works. No. So I... I think Molly Weasley killing Bellatrix is one of my favorite parts of this entire series. Not my daughter, you bitch. Not my daughter, you bitch. You already killed my son. You don't get to take Jenny too. I I love it. I I love that part. I, I, yeah. And then the fate of the elder one. This was the biggest thing that made my skin crawl. Mm -hmm. Um, In the book, Harry uses it to repair his original wands Mm -hmm. and then holds on to it. And he's, his reasoning is is he's going to hold on to it till he dies, and the power of the Elder Wand dies with him, right? I I thought he did and it. And he fucking Wait. snaps it in two in the movie. That's it. I, I thought he put it back with Dumbledore. He tells... He, he does. He, he puts Sorry. it back with Dumbledore. He, doesn't he does keep put it, it back with Dumbledore, but he's keeping the power with him. He's not right. going to keep it on him. He's not going to use it. Right. And once he dies, the power dies with him. Right. I I, I thought that change was stupid for... It was stupid. I, I hated when I saw the movie and he snapped that wand in half. Right. Like, there was an uproar in the theater. Right. People were uh, not happy. Chan Wills, when she <clears throat> talks about that in one of her videos, she, as McGonagall, she's like, you must hate me because you we needed to rebuild Hogwarts. You could have just used the old wand to do that. But no, <laughs> I'm going to break my back to do it. I laughed so hard. She's so funny. She's so funny. I, I, um, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, like, I'm not, like, go listen to her videos. They're hilarious. She's funny. She's very funny. Um, well, that's it for Harry Potter. Final thoughts? Uh, uh, too inconsistent. Lots of plot holes. I'm really bothered by the fact that Harry takes almost an entire book to learn how to do Expectro Protonus, but can do the Death Curse in, like, his very first t- try. How the fuck? How the fuck? I don't understand, um... The, there's just so many inconsistencies with the wands and the way that magic is done. And like, it's really inconsistent. And that is what bothers me. People that write books where they create worlds, Tolkien, um, you, um, uh, Molly, that's the first time that your name and Tolkien have ever been in the same sentence. And it'll be the last time. <laughs> um, Suzanne Collins. Um, Again, that- not related. <laughs> People that create worlds, you are creating the boundaries for yourself. If you are creating the boundaries, you can't fucking break them. Just make the boundaries that you need to make the story go. This is I, my biggest issue with it. I think I think JK hit a wall that we all hit. And so there's a problem. And I think J- there's two camps when it comes to writing. There's mm-hmm. pantsers and then there's the people that do outlines. Mm-hmm. I think JK was a pantser mm-hmm. and I think she wrote every book as she went. And mm-hmm. then she got halfway through the series and was like, Oh shit, I need to keep track of what I'm doing. Yes. I and completely then, agree with that. And the problem with being a pantser and I'm a pantser is sometimes we feel like our storyline is in 
like carved in stone and it is not and if she would have taken the time to write all of i mean she did take a long time to write these let's not get it twisted if she would have stopped and paid attention to the direction of it and mapped it out based off of the shit she's already got in ink and that and not just like kept rolling and pantsing it uh-huh. as she went uh-huh. i think those inconsistencies wouldn't be so heavy-handed does that make sense yeah yes um but i will say that i see value in these books they made a generation of readers and for that as a librarian i am thankful that they exist they are not my cup of tea it's not about to read right it's not about fantasy i love fantasy um it's about the inconsistencies but you created you made a generation of readers so i mean i'm great props for that you get props for that it brings people together mm-hmm. across the world. Mm-hmm. Like people right. on dating apps don't put their horoscopes anymore. They put their Hogwarts, put the Hogwarts houses. houses. Well, I and had I, my Hogwarts house even before I had read the books because that's just what you do. You know, we that. all like in, I feel like even if it does have plot holes and even if it does have inconsistencies and even if we fucking hate Dumbledore which besties we do um, we do something that can bring the world together can't be that bad um, I, I I agree with you I still don't like it but I agree with you did you guys hear that <laughs> she agreed with me about Harry Potter <laughs> okay next week Next week, we are reading this book, Eliza and Her Monsters, by Francesca Zappia. Um, and we finished this right before we started recording. And this is such a lovely little book. Um, if you are an audiobook reader like Molly and I tend to be, um, grab this one from the library or pick up a, a copy. Go you know, just skim through it at the at the bookstore real quick. Because the graphics are beautiful. You need to see the illustrations as part of the story. They are pivotal to the yes. story itself. They're um, in the ebook. I noticed that on Libby. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they are you can in the see them on the ebook too. Um, and they're in black and white, so you're not losing anything by getting them no. if you have a black and white e-reader like I do. Um, but we're going to read that one next week, and then we are going to end the first season with a book, City of Girls. Um, I have where, that. Or Molly will be hosting that one. Um, and that's it. That will be the end. That's it right there, City of Girls. And that's it. That's our first season, Bessies. So, oh, we have it. Oh, we love you guys. I hope you guys know that. Yeah. And- we and thank you for staying around for a two-hour episode. Like, fuck. With our, some of the edits Tom will add, it'll be like two and some change. Yeah, <laughs> All right. That's well, it, gang. We that's are it. out of here. Woo! Bye! Bye! Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today, we discussed the Harry Potter series, books four through seven by J.K. Rowling. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and Ava Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.